0: For every man has a story
1: and the story goes on from granddad's eyes to a farm is in my blood? We all benefit from Michigan farm families who take pride in perfecting the art and science of growing fresh high quality foods and products year after year. Local Michigan farmers nurture what nature gives them, growing some of the most popular foods and products. Did you know that we rank number one in the nation in more than 15 products? In fact, more than 50,000 local farm families help to grow and raise more than 300 different great tasting, high quality, fresh foods and products, making us the second most agriculturally diverse state in the nation. Hello, I am speaking with Ben Zaleski, one of our Michigan Egg Council ambassadors. Hello, Ben. Hi, Carla.
0: How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. Tell me about why you're interested in agriculture.
0: So I guess the like main reason why I'm interested in agriculture is, um, so I grew up in Fort Austin, which is a small tourist town in the top, tip of the thumb. And I didn't grow up on a farm, but, like, as soon as you go outside of my town, there's agriculture everywhere, fields everywhere. It's a very um, diverse place for crop production. So, like, I grew up just, like, around it by, like, driving by, and I guess it made me curious in it, which, like,
1: made me interested in agriculture. Mm Mm-hmm. It is, uh, I like how you describe it as a tourist town because the first time I went to Port Austin was to especially be a tourist. We were like, we are going to Port Austin to go and do all of the tourist things. So we weren't able to do all of them because the water was too choppy for them to rent us kayaks, to go out to see turnip rock. But what other tourist things do you like to do there around Port Austin?
0: Um, so if you aren't able to go to like Turner Brock, there's a few state parks nearby. So if you have like, I believe like five miles southwest of there, there's Port Crescent State Park, which has like dunes and a lot of trails to go hiking on, which is how I spend a lot of my free time. And then also it's a great, there's a great like beach scene there. So if you want to go to the beach, definitely go there. It's definitely, like, spaced out, so it's not too crowded in the summer, which is nice,
1: I guess. (laughs) Yes, it's nice to be at tourist destinations. Obviously, at tourist destinations, you know that you're there because everybody wants to go there. But I don't um, necessarily want to be there all at the same time. I understand. (laughs) Yep. So exactly. you are obviously interested in agriculture. Um, what have you been doing, or what are you going to be doing as um, Michigan Ag Council ambassador?
0: Um. So yeah. So basically, what I've done so far is um, we've been working and like planning events with at like local farmers markets, just to promote Michigan agriculture as well as so, the producers that are, like, at those farmer's markets. Mm -hmm. So back at the end of August, me and another ambassador, Haley, we went to the Saginaw Farmers, downtown Saginaw Farmers Market, and we got to talk to some consumers as well as producers there and just talk about agriculture and why it's important to support it. And besides that, um, we've also been doing harvest hangouts, so like either on our Facebook page or our Instagram page, we'll go live with um, producers and we'll talk about like different products that they produce and just spend time with them and people can ask questions about it. And I'm actually going to be doing one of those later today on soybeans over in Owendale, Michigan, which is also in the thumb.
1: So we managed to schedule you both on the same day. Out of all the days, we both picked the same one.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, it's a busy day for me.
1: <laughs> That's really funny. What are you going to be doing in the soybean field? Do you know where you're going?
0: Uh, so basically what we're going to be doing in the soybean field is um, I'm going to talk with Craig. He's the um, farmer that I'll be um, hanging out with us today. And we're just going to talk about like his, the process he goes to growing his soybeans what he does to harvest, um, where his soybeans are going like, to end up. Are they going to be used for fuel? Or are they going to be used for feed? It, um, just basically like how his day-to-day life goes as a soybean farmer, and that way it provides a little bit of insight to our consumers on how our farmers live their day-to-day lives.
1: That is really interesting. Have you, obviously, when you grew up around them, you saw them, but have you been uh, part of a soybean harvest before or is today the first time?
0: Uh, Today is the first time, so I'm very interested to see how it goes. I've watched a few videos of like soybean harvesting and how it's done, but I'm really interested to see how it goes firsthand.
1: Well, I'm excited to see that too, and again, to our listeners, that is available on our Facebook page for Michigan and Michigan Great, and you can watch all of the Harvest Hangouts there with our ambassadors. And what are you doing now? Are you in school? Are you done with school? Where are you in your career? Um. So
0: yeah, I'm currently in school. I'm going to Michigan State University. This year is my junior year, and I'm studying agricultural, food, and natural resource education. And that is what I'm currently doing in school. So there's like two routes for agriculture education. There's the traditional route where you go to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. And then there's the non-formal route, which is more like community outreach. And you don't specifically work
1: in a classroom, which is the route I'm taking. Nice.
0: How did you decide on all this? So it was kind of a recent decision because I switched my major last year to ag education. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess I decided on it because um, growing up in high school, I was involved in FSA and did a lot of stuff around that. And it was just a huge like part of my life. And then, when I was in college and I wasn't in an agriculture major um directly, it just kind of like felt like a part of me was missing, uh-huh. which like resulted in me changing to ag education. Uh,
1: I um definitely know the joy of switching over your major. <laughs> And the relief that you feel when you know that you're in the right major, I also did that my junior year, so it's a really nice change. Yes, it is. Uh, What were you in before? Uh, So I was Kinesiology. Oh, okay. So that is a little bit
0: of a change. Yeah, just a minor change.
1: (laughs) So you were in FFA. What involvement did you have in that? What did you do with FFA in high school?
0: Um, so I started um, participating in FFA, my freshman year of high school. And I started off just by like attending leadership conferences and participating in leadership development events. And then when it came time for the end of the year, I decided to run for office because mm-hmm. I had fun participating in FFA. So I was like, might as well run for office. This could be a fun thing to do. Um, so then, my sophomore and junior year, I served as a reporter for my chapter, mm-hmm. and that involved a lot of like just um running our chapters Instagram and also writing articles for local paper to like highlight the activities that we do. And then, um my senior year, I was actually the president of my chapter, and we did a lot of stuff with the community, so. We worked on our community garden, so we have one in Kendy, which, because our dis school district is um, spaced across several towns, mm-hmm. so we had one in Kendy, which is where our school district is, and then we also added one in Port Austin, which is where I'm from. And then I, we would also do um, different activities just to highlight our members of our chapter and make sure they feel like valued
1: and appreciated. Well, no wonder you missed this in college. You were just a tiny little bit involved in high school.
0: Yeah, just a tiny little bit.
1: Uh, so with the switch over and now being in your major now, how does it feel? Is, is your junior year the first year that you've been this in this
0: uh, then? Yeah, so this, this junior year is my first year that I'm in it, but I will graduate like in a traditional four years, which is nice. Oh, um, is nice. It feels really nice to just like be in my major and like be taking classes that interest me mm. and I'm learning a lot of new stuff that I didn't know prior but it's a fun way of learning because I'm interested in like all my classes and lectures that I'm taking. Oh yeah. So doesn't like a task or something
1: boring which is nice. <laughs> let's see michigan state is not uh on campus right now are you um where are you living while you're going to school right now
0: um so i have an apartment down in east lansing so i've been staying at my apartment um so far during the school year and that's been nice to just be in east lansing and to be like on my own a little bit Mm -hmm. and have a little bit of freedom which is nice
1: uh with this last weekend we went to michigan state and there was no one on campus but then just over on grand river there were tons of people so it looks like there are still a lot of people to hang out with there oh
0: yeah there's still quite a few people i have my roommates and a few of our friends are still down here
1: which is nice what about in your free time from school you said that you like to hike what else do you like to do
0: Um, So, yeah, in my free time from school, I spend a lot of time hiking and going on natural trails. I also like to uh, exercise and, like, go for runs and stuff. Essentially, I like to spend a lot of time outside in my free time. And if it's not that nice outside, you can definitely find me, like, watching a movie or a documentary on Netflix.
1: Okay. So, what movies and documentaries did you watch during the shutdown?
0: (laughs) Um. So, of course, I had to watch Tiger King like everyone else did during shutdown. It was Um, what America was
1: watching. I mean, you had to if you wanted to have a conversation.
0: Exactly. I had to know what everyone was so obsessed about. (laughs) Um, Most recently, though, I watched American Murder on um, Netflix. It's a... True crime documentary covering a true crime case that happened back in 2018. It's a very good documentary if you're in the true crime. Was it creepy? Uh slightly. Towards the end it was. It doesn't it's not creepy
1: in the beginning. Uh those documentaries always take a dark turn. <laughs> you can't watch them by yes, yourself. They do. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh With the hiking and when you were saying that if you're not outside, then you're watching a movie or documentary. I was just saying the other day that part of what I really like about Michigan is that you can be outside almost every day. I mean, there's a rare day that's really cold or windy that you don't want to be outside, but it's never, like, really too hot or too cold. You can almost always be outside.
0: Yeah, uh almost. It's very nice that there's always also something to do this whether it's like extremely hot outside or cold you can find something to do outside.
1: Yes. And then I said that and then my friend made fun of me and said you sound like somebody who lives in Michigan and is trying to justify their weather. I was like, "No, I I picked living here. I like it." <laughs>
0: that's how it is
1: (laughs) what about your family are they still living in Port Austin or who is your support system
0: Um, so yeah my family lives in Port Austin so um, back home is my mom and dad and then also I have a sister who is currently in her high school year of college or
1: I mean senior year of high school (laughs) Oh, so entering into her senior year of high school during, um, is she going to school or are they virtual? Um, she is in person right now. Oh good, that seems more normal. <laughs> yes, yes. She is very excited to be out of the house and be back in school. <laughs> yes, aren't all children. <laughs> and so, do you go home to visit more or do they come to see you at East Lansing? Um, I
0: typically go home to visit them just because it's a a two-and-a-half-hour drive and some weekends my dad will be working or my sister might be working. And then also the, like, past couple weekends I've been going back home to work at a local restaurant up there just until the busy season dies off.
1: Ooh, which restaurant do you work at? Uh, The farm restaurant. And... Okay, this leads to what everything about farming leads to is food. What kind of food do you like to eat? Do you eat the food from your restaurant? Do you like to make food? What um, do you like? A mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. I
0: love to eat the food at the restaurant that I work at. It's a little bit more upper or higher class. All right, so I love to eat the food at my restaurant, or at the restaurant I work at. It's a lot more, like, fancier food, so we have, like, steak, braised beef, um, chicken, more um, higher-end meals, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I actually love to cook on my own. I like to experiment with different recipes, so I do spend some time cooking but I also would say I probably eat out more than I do eat at home, which is a problem sometimes, but
1: it's just so convenient. Oh, it is so convenient. Uh, When I was in college, I barely ever ate out, but as soon as I was out of college with a job, I was on it. I mean, (laughs) it seemed like a great time. And what do you make when you are experimenting with recipes at home?
0: Um, So I really like to experiment with like pasta uh, and more like Italian dishes mm-hmm. so I like to make like my own noodles from scratch and then my okay. own sauce and just like experiment there and see like what like tastes the best and such.
1: Okay. okay, I'm really impressed because I've never made noodles from scratch. I've eaten other people's and they are delightful. So is this something you need? Do you use special tools or are you just doing them um, by hand or how do you do it?
0: Um, So it's useful if you have special tools. Sometimes I don't have access to that, so you just got to wing it. (laughs) And you definitely can make it by hand if you want to, but it definitely helps if you have, like, a pasta machine to, like, roll out your dough and -hmm. make, like, all the noodle shapes you need. But it definitely can be done by hand, which is usually how I do it. Because <laughs> it's
1: easier and that's what you have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is fun. Uh, where do you like to go eat in East Lansing? Oh,
0: East Lansing. Um, A lot of the times I go out to eat, I'll go to
1: like Bell's Greek Pizza. Mm, yeah. They- yeah,
0: their pizza's great. And then also because if you go like after nine o'clock, I think on weekdays it's like a dollar slice or something like that.
1: Now that sounds like a college student. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Getting a deal. <laughs> yeah, it just Greek Pizza's the place to go when you are um shopping on a budget. <laughs> As for your high school career and your college career, um, what do you consider like your biggest accomplishment so far? Like, what are you proud of that you've done so far um, through these careers?
0: Um, I guess like my biggest accomplishment, I wouldn't say it's like a certain award or anything. It's just that like I've been able to help other people. Um, throughout high school and college by like volunteering and just like helping make a difference. Nice. I would consider that like my biggest accomplishment.
1: Where do you like to volunteer?
0: Um, so down in East Lansing. Last year I spent a lot of time volunteering at either the Ronald McDonald House, which is in downtown Lansing, or Haven House, which is off of Grand River and Saginaw Saginaw Highway, I believe.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're doing that actually at the places there, helping people?
0: Um, yes, last year. I haven't been able to this year, just right. with everything that's been going
1: on. <laughs> well, that's because people don't need help this year. <laughs> they're all set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I hope that's something that you'll be able to get back to at some point. Yes, Hopefully. What about technology? Obviously as a college student you get to make fun of everyone else in the world about their poor use of technology. What on your what on your phone, what app do you use the most?
0: Oh probably um my most used app on my phone would probably be like Netflix or YouTube because mm-hmm. I like to turn on like background noise when I'm doing work on my phone. Mm-hmm because it just like helps me focus. Because if I'm sitting in silence, I cannot focus on my work. So I'll just like find like a random video that seems like pretty boring or not a lot going on. That way I can like, have that playing in the background and I can focus on my work, school work.
1: Oh my gosh, that is so the opposite of me. I think that's so interesting. <laughs> and I know that there are tons and tons of videos of sort of boring things that people like to put on. What I mean, I'm talking like, you know, watching Ripples in Water. Is that the kind of thing you put on? What kind of videos do you put on?
0: Um yeah, I'll put on like ripples in water or like thunderstorms like videos like that or i'll just like find like white noise videos if i'm using like netflix i'll look for like documentaries but like they need to be they need to not sound interesting (laughs) because i'll get distracted and then i'll actually
1: watch the documentary (laughs) yeah that's not going to get your stuff done What about, I mean we, I know that school is a little bit different now, Um, what are you planning for yourself in the next year?
0: Um, So in the next year, uh, well I'm going to continue on with school and then also um, I'm going to plan on working during this upcoming summer. I hope to find an internship or a little bit, um, some work experience in the agriculture field to work on in the summer and just to gain like some more experience in the agriculture industry.
1: Okay if you're going to have your ideal internship you don't have to name like a company if you don't want to but you know maybe they're yeah. listening. <laughs> no but uh, what kind of internship are you looking for? What do you um, envision doing?
0: Um, So an internship I'd be really interested in is like working with like community outreach or like public education Mm -hmm. so like working just like promoter like planning and executing like events that are used to like promote agriculture and help like educate the public on the industry
1: and help answer like questions they may have all right everyone listening you heard that uh he needs an internship this (laughs) summer get on it (laughs) <laughs> you talked uh about volunteering and how you have enjoyed helping people and then obviously the community outreach part of it what does your uh desire to do this stem from what do you uh get out of this and what do you hope to get fit for other people
0: um so i guess like the like desire to like help other people like comes from like whenever I needed help like growing up there was someone like always there for me and like was willing to help me so I want to like pay back I guess like pay back like what they did to me so I want to like help others who need help and like if I'm in the position to help others I want to be able to help others that way they can like eventually like get to the same like mindset that they can also help other people
1: ah that is so nice um the other day I was reading one of my son's uh homework assignments and in it he had written well everybody has somebody that they can turn to when they need help um and I was like you know that's not true right and he's like, What are you talking about? Like, it didn't even occur to him that some people just didn't have someone to help them, like an older person. And I was like, Oh, oh, wow, rose colored glasses when you are a child. But, um, well, I'm glad that you can uh, be in that part of society and help people out who need that. And that is a virtuous thing. And, what about you yourself? What is something that people are surprised to know about you? Or are you an open book?
0: Um, I'd say, like, I'm somewhat of an open book. When you first meet me, I'm not as much of an open book. But, like, as I keep, like, hanging out with you or get to know you more, you learn more about me. And there's nothing, like, super surprising about me. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, the biggest thing I've noticed down in East Lansing is more about, like, my high school. So, like, I graduated with 36 kids. So, a very small high school. And everyone that I've met is, like, in shock by this. They're, like,
1: 36 <laughs> kids. My class had, like, 250 kids that graduated with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that, that is really funny. Um, When you have that comparison of people where they'd be like, I didn't know everyone in my class. You'd be like, really? How is that possible?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Especially when, like, you know everyone in your whole entire school.
1: Yes. I mean, it's easy when you've known them, again, also your entire life. They've had 12 years to get to yeah. know them. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: What advice have you gotten throughout your school career, or what advice can you give to someone else in your same situation?
0: Um, The best advice I have gotten is just to, like, keep persevering. So if you're knocked down, don't, like, get discouraged and just try harder. And, like, when you fail, it's more of a learning experience than, um, like, don't consider it a failure. Consider it an experience for you to learn from. And I guess, like, that's what, like, I would get to other people is, like, don't consider your or when you fail don't consider it a failure. just consider it as an experience you had to learn something from and that will allow you to do better later on in your life
1: that is great advice and i'm hoping joe exotic from the tiger king is taking that advice if there's anything we can learn from 2020 Uh, Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, and I hope you have a great time on your Harvest Hangout. I'm looking forward to seeing that too.
0: Thank you, Carla.
1: Thank you again for joining the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great podcast. It's indeed great to get to know the Michigan farmers behind local products in our marketplace. Supporting local farmers in your community is easy when you live in Michigan. We all benefit from the bounty of locally-grown foods fresh from our state's family farmers. Thank you to Bax for helping us tell the stories of farmers through permission to use the Henningsons Why I Farm song. It's an honor that we share to highlight real people and real farmers who are passionate about agriculture. Join us again soon as we discover more farm stories directly from local farm families. And to find more information about Michigan food and farming systems, please visit michigangrown.org. It's more than
0: just Why,